0: On this week's episode of the podcast, I am joined by our Director of Operations, Shannon Youssefi, and we go step-by-step-by-step through our listing checklist. We do a 31-step listing checklist. So if you are looking to take on more listings, improve how you do your listings, or just want to make sure things don't get lost in the minutia, you have to watch this episode. That's this week on the Real Estate Success, the Whistleway Podcast. Welcome to Real Estate Success, The Whistleway Podcast. I am your host, Brian Kochi. I am joined by our Director of Operations here as a special co-host this week, Shannon uh, Yusefi. I'm sorry. (laughs) Shannon Yusefi. Shannon, welcome to the podcast, Ian. Thank you for having me. Of course. Now, Shannon has been on the podcast several times before talking about virtual assistants. She's been on the podcast talking about, um, what was the last one you did? just Mm, talked about it.
1: Contract mistakes that cost you money.
0: Contract mistakes. Now she's on, uh, as the director of operations, she oversees all of this. You oversee our listing coordination team, our transaction coordination team. You oversee literally from, I think we said at our leadership, from contract or from, what is it? Not contract. You don't like the word contract. From contract to close. Agreement to close. Agreement to close. Your department handles all of that. Today, we're going to talk about something that is very sexy, very unique, very exciting, groundbreaking. We're going to be talking about checklists, to do lists. It's going to blow your mind. But most specifically, we're going to be talking about, um, as we talk about what you need in a checklist, all that's important to to prove the fact. We're going to go step by step to the, the main points of our listing checklist. So if you are an agent that takes on listings, Uh, If you have a listing coordinator or a listing manager, if you're a new agent and want to take on listing, you go, I just don't know what to do when I get a listing. This podcast is going to be for you. We're going to break down step-by-step-by-step things that apply to everyone. And now this is obviously something you can say, well, step 17 doesn't apply. Sure. Or actually, I want to add three steps. Sure, absolutely. This is going to give you a baseline level of what uh, what to get started with. Is that fair? Yeah. So before we get started uh, like I said, you're listening to the real estate success, the whistle Away podcast. Please, uh, subscribe to this. If you are listening, that does us a lot of good. That way you also can get updated on things that, um, as we come out with these weekly episodes, you will get notified every week about the new podcast we put out. And we do this, we mix in different co-hosts. Kyle and I talk about things always built to help, uh, real estate professionals build their business. Uh, You can also go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. On there, you can join our Facebook group, subscribe to our YouTube channel, join our referral network. As people leave San Diego and need somewhere to go, we need to send them to an agent. That could be you. You can join our weekly email newsletter. You can learn more about our Media Mayor Mastermind courses, the course Kyle and I built to break down step by step by step by step exactly what you should do and how you should do it to build content in your community, to help you become the digital mayor of your town. All of that is on thewhistleway.com. Did I miss anything, Tom? No. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But he said, no, we're good with it. So, Shannon, let's talk about checklists overall here. Why do we need a checklist?
1: Okay, so this is something that I feel like it seems like a really basic thing, right? It's not something that we really talk about all that much because I think it's become such a, like an ingra- uh, such a integral part of our business in general here at Whistle that um, I don't think we really talk about it a whole lot because we have a lot of them really established. But particularly for like newer agents or like solo agents that don't have the team that provides a lot of structure and support for you, um, having a checklist for each of like the core parts of your business is like such a game changer um, in helping you like duplicate your results, right? So like every time you go on a listing appointment, if you have a checklist for like, here's the things I need to do to be prepared for that appointment, right? I need to do the CMA, I need to draft the listing agreement and like have that ready to go so that you could just say sign here, right? Like if you don't have that listing agreement done and prepped and printed beforehand, like it's really hard to get them to say okay, sign here, and get them to sign on the dotted line in that moment when they're agreeing to work with you, right? Yep. So, like, like we we have um, basically a checklist for each kind of important product. Like, if it's something that you do more than once in your business, you should have a checklist for it, right? Whether that be you know going on an appointment on a seller appointment or you know, a buyer showing or a buyer consultation appointment, right? Like all of those pieces should have a checklist to them so that that way um, you can, when you're prepared, you're able to close better is a big reason why they matter, right? But also it's, you know, increasing your own efficiency and scalability, right? Like if you, whether you're a solo agent that has no one helping you at all and you're doing all the work yourself, um, or when you get to that point like if you're a 30 per deal 30 deal per year agent you want to get to 50 you're gonna have to have a couple of systems to be able to really get you to that next level of business and really get you to the next uh, the next kind of uh, I don't know I guess level so that also it's less stressful when you have a checklist that tells you okay I need to send the listing agreement out for like for a signature to the broker what whatever, it, whatever the proce- whatever part of the process it might be, it's less stressful when you don't feel like you're reinventing the wheel every single time. Then you're like, oh, did I drop the ball on this, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it gets hard to manage those things, right? Um, I want to and- jump
0: in real quick here. I just talked to Tom and Chad, my, my team, and we have processes that we've built kind of here and there, but what what's hard is sometimes it's like, oh, we forgot to do this, well, who is responsible? Uh, I don't know. You said just you guys, and I'm part of you guys, and so not only will it help you not forget things, but it also helps you delegate things and yes. say you are responsible for this. Um, we we do EOS, entrepreneurial operating system, and they say if if two people are responsible, no one's responsible. Yep. So it says this one person is responsible for this one part of this process, mm-hmm. uh, and we can we can hold people accountable to that. Um, and like you like you said, we'll do things time and time again, and. I feel like we have a a good team. I feel like we have good processes. But after we talked about this and after we talked at annual, I realized we can be much more scaled in. And so that way when something happens, we go, oh, this is the process. Let's go. It's, It's not hard. It's not scary. We're not running behind. It's just... Is what we do
1: exactly it's a list that you just follow regardless of the situation right mm-hmm. so like that's something that, at least in my, my own department with listing and transaction management we have you know a list of tasks that has to get done every single time we take a listing or every time we have a new escrow right and it doesn't matter who's doing it like i mean we do have each task is like assigned to the transaction manager or like their their va that's assisting them right um but like it gives a lot of clarity mm-hmm. to who's doing what so you can have a better idea of people workloads, but also it makes it a lot more plug and play. Like, let's say, for example, my listing coordinator is out on vacation, right? And I need to cover for her, or maybe someone else on the team is covering for her. Like whoever, whoever's covering can see, okay, here, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to do that. We have like instructions for each step of that process, right? So like, it's really, really important when you have multiple people working on, on the process, but... If if we're looking at like a more solo agent that doesn't have that leverage, doesn't have someone working for them, it's also helpful because as salespeople, um, we tend to be very, uh, I don't know what, what, what you want to call it, scatterbrained, I guess. Um, that's how I let's think say, of myself. Let's
0: just say high, high D's <laughs> or high I's aren't usually the ones that are the best at contracts in, right. in terms of disk profile. It, people, it's let's get shit done, let's move forward that stuff, the big picture stuff is the most important. The little details here and there usually are things that get either forgotten or under-prioritized.
1: Right, exactly. And like, I'm naturally very much that way, right? Like I'm very much more of a people person. Like all those getting bogged down on all those little details is not something that is a natural tendency of mine. I had to learn how to be that way out of necessity, right? And so Um, this is a really good way to make sure that you can't screw things up for yourself. If you have a checklist that you follow every single time you go on an appointment or every single time you sign a new listing, it, it protects you from yourself so that you can make sure You're doing the same thing and you're not dropping the ball on any step of that process. And also, and this is really the the most important reason to have a checklist, is that you're making sure that you have a really, really great experience for your customer, for your client, every single time. It creates consistency in your business. It creates consistency in the customer experience. And then that way, like if you're guiding them along each step of the way, because you have a checklist that tells you what to do, like they're going to be a lot happier, and because it doesn't feel like Like you're just kind of, you know, flying by the seat of your pants type thing,
0: right? So we have one of the things that I think we're really good at. We we love to overcomplicate things. We love to have high-tech solutions. Uh, I I bet you Elon Musk is going to be calling us when he's like, hey, I need to build a checklist for (laughs) SpaceX. Uh, We're really good at overcomplicating it. Tell us about kind of systems that that, that you have to have in order to do something like this. So
1: honestly, I'm very much so of the mindset that like it does not need to be a high tech thing. Like I know some of the most productive teams in the entire industry are actually more on the low tech side. There are people that close thousands of deals a year and all their checklists are literally on paper. And like, it doesn't matter if it's on paper. I mean, I probably wouldn't suggest it because it's not, you know, mobile and things like that. But like if that's what works for you, if that's your jam, do it on paper and Mm. that's totally fine. Or maybe it's like a checklist in Evernote if that's Mm -hmm. what you use, right? The easiest way is to plug into the systems that you already have. So like, for example, if your broker uses like Skyslope for compliance, if you create a a checklist of those tasks that need to get done for yourself in Skyslope, because that's already where you're using that's, like you're already using that system, right? Like it, you don't need to go out and reinvent the wheel. Now for us and for our business and the way that we have things set up because of the size of our team, we have a separate like transaction management system that we use. And that's where all of these tasks live. Yep. And, you know, we change them, we update them, we reorder them, we get rid of stuff if it doesn't make sense anymore. We add things as, as we add stuff uh, to that process but it does not need to be I would say like less is more on that and you can always like I feel like something that kind of holds people back is like figuring out the tech side of stuff like don't worry about that just get started like actions better than perfection when it comes to this you over time will like really button up your process and make it like a really solid thing that you're doing every single time but you have to start somewhere and it's not gonna be perfect the first time around and if it's on paper if it's on Evernote if it's on your notes app on your iPhone like it doesn't matter where you where you you're getting it from, just make sure that it's somewhere that you're going to actually use it Mm -hmm. um, and that it's, you know, accessible for whoever needs it.
0: Yeah. So, so, I mean, if you want, you you said some things there, you could use Google Docs. You can literally write it down, scan it and print it. You can use things like Trello, Asana. We use monday.com for a lot of things. You can use Google Sheets. I mean, what you have, use what you have. I just named a bunch of things. And if you're like, I've never heard of any of those, don't use them. (laughs) <laughs> if you're like, if you're like, oh, I have, I have Trello. I didn't know I could do that. That's how we started with this is using using Trello. So okay, now we know why everyone's like cool. Whether you're you're uh, a director of operations who ha- manages uh, hundreds of transactions, hundred agents, whether it's a, a media team member who manages who they're distri- what what um, what they do every time we get a review. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a solo agent and you're saying, okay, this is what I do for buyers. This is what I do for. Uh, for, uh, uh, and we have this for our, we call them our grab and go packets. We have literally a checklist that we print out that agents can check off for when they're going on buyer presentations and listing presentations. Don't overwhelm yourself with all the checklists you can do. Start with the ones that you're using the most. And you probably already have it built in your head and just add it in and you can audit it and go, oh, I totally forgot this or, oh, I should do this. It's a really easy way to grow into it. So now that we have that, let's go into very specific. I want to talk about Again, we can't go over 10,000 checklists that we have. Right. But I want to talk about the listing checklist. This is great for, because there's a lot of little moving pieces. Uh-huh. Um, this is something that some agents do all the time, um, and, but with all the little pieces and their high D's or high I's and the disc profile, um, and they're, they're, they're thinking high picture, a lot of these things can get missed. Or this is really great if you're an agent that does one or two listings a year, and it's easy to forget all these little things. And so why we wanted to start with this one is give you guys a baseline. Now I give you absolute authority, permission to say, I hate number seven, I'm not gonna include it. Don't include it, I don't care. <laughs> I give you absolute authority to say, you only have I don't know, 29 things on here, it should be 99 things. Go ahead. Um, I just wanna give you a baseline so that way you're not going, yes, I will do this checklist. Step one, I don't know what to do. So that's where we're going into th- that with us. And I, do you know how many are on here? I know we took some things out that are very, very specific to us, not because we're trying to hide it, just because... It doesn't make sense if you're not using the nine systems that we use, Mm -hmm. right? FUB connecting to CSU, connecting to OCC in in, in the widget. Maybe that that doesn't make sense. We don't want to spend time on it. Yeah.
1: So I really boiled this down to like the real basic things that are pretty universal across like all markets, all like all brokerages, all like it's really universal kind of across the board for everybody. Um, This is definitely, definitely a, a pared down version of what we do like very much pared down. Um, but yeah, so like the, the examples are like something you're going to do every time you get a new listing, right? You get that listing agreement signed by the seller. Um, you're going to make sure that you have the agreement actually signed, is the first one, right?
0: Receipt and also have give them a copy. Yes. Yep.
1: Yeah. Cool. We'll actually get to that in a second one. Okay. Um, and then also going over like the key dates with the sellers. So, so
0: one, receive the listing agreement. Two, review key dates.
1: Yes. So that's going to be like, you know, when you plan on doing the photo shoot, when do you actually want to hit the market? Just making sure you guys are on the same page with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, adding those dates to your own calendar, which I think is something that most agents probably don't do and probably should do.
0: Um, Especially if you have multiple transactions going on, adding it to your calendar so that way you know when uh, it's supposed to go live and that way they're not calling you up the day after. And be Like, it was supposed to go live yesterday. Yep,
1: yep, exactly. Um, Sending out an intro email to the sellers with that (laughs) listing agreement attached because I I think most states have this, but like in California, to have a valid listing agreement, you have to have given the sellers a copy of that listing agreement, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and also just sending them an intro email, whether that's your listing coordinator that sends it and she kind of introduces herself, lets the sellers know who she is, what she's going to do, or you just send it and you're like, hey, I'm super excited to work with you. Here's the listing agreement we have attached, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then also like part of, part of the nice thing with having a checklist like this is you can kind of see holes in your own process too. So if you have a checklist item that says send this email, do you have a template for it? Probably not. If you're just creating your checklists right now, like if this is a new thing for you, um, you probably don't have an email template, right? Mm -hmm. So that tells you, okay, if there's an email that needs to get sent as part of your checklist, okay, cool. Then you can kind of dive and it helps you button up all parts of the process a lot better and easier. And it just gives you kind of some guidance on that, right?
0: Don't reinvent the wheel. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yep. Sending an intro text to the sellers. We always do texting as well as email because that's where most people prefer to communicate. Mm -hmm. Um, Creating the listing in like Skyslope or wherever your brokerage uses, like whatever compliance software your brokerage uses. Um, So creating it there um, and uploading all those documents for compliance because you know you got to follow the rules of your broker, of course, always. Um, Scheduling staging and updating the sellers on the status of it, right? Um, because that's one thing that I think uh, gets missed quite a bit. Like you might be doing all these things, right? But if you're not actively like communicating those with your clients, they don't think you're doing anything and then they're frustrated with you, right? Um, so. Like sending out those updates to the sellers, we have that as a part of our checklist too. Um, So it's like, hey, FYI, you know, I scheduled with so-and-so, they're going to be there on this day, whatever it is, especially if it's like a vacant property, they have no clue what's going on because they're not at the property, right? Um, Scheduling any like pre-listing inspections. So like here in San Diego, we do termite inspections on every single property when we take that listing. Other markets have other things. It doesn't really matter. But if there's any inspections that you guys do normally, that's something to have on your checklist. Uh, Ordering title, getting a copy of the keys from the sellers. That's a big one because that's one that causes people to scramble a lot of times, (laughs) Uh (laughs) at least in my experience. Right. Um, Hanging the lockbox. Right. And whether that's you going out there to the property or maybe you have something set up with your photographer where they hang the lockbox during that photo shoot. If that's the case, awesome. Like use them as like leverage to put some more time back in your day. Yep. Um, but just making sure the lockbox gets there basically is what what we have on our checklist. Yeah.
0: And, and we said this earlier, but I want to reiterate, this isn't something that you have to do. You don't have to do all of these things. All of these things need to get done. Now, what? And Shannon used a word that's one of our favorite words here is leverage. Whether that's uh, you're utilizing a photographer that can do that, whether it's you're utilizing your team, a junior agent, your assistant, a virtual assistant. They can't hang a lockbox, but right for some of these things, Uh, TC. Like, who can you use to help you do more business, more deals? Who can, like. And and who can you utilize their core competency, right? You're better, like, I wouldn't have, and I love our TC department, but I wouldn't have them uh, negotiating deals. That's not what they're great at. They're great right. at making sure all these things get dialed in. You're great at negotiating deals. Let them negotiate their stuff. So um, make sure you give uh, the the tasks to the right person for the job.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Collecting all the information for the MLS. That's another one on there. Scheduling the photo shoot. Um, Sending instructions to the sellers that tell them, like, how to prep for the photo shoot. Actually, this is one of my favorite parts of our checklist. We have a really cool video that um, you and Tom had done Mm -hmm. that, like, is – you guys are, like, the sellers in that one, I think. And it's really great. Like, it just – Kind of walks them through how to get their house ready. You know, opening up the blinds, do yeah. this, blah, blah, blah. That fun. That's like one of my favorite videos that we've ever done. It's um, probably
0: the best we've ever done. Yeah. Anybody
1: <laughs> like, I feel like that's, it's a video worth checking out. I'm sure it's on our YouTube channel or something somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Um, okay. Sending the property disclosures for the sellers for them to complete. Cause you're going to need those once we open escrow, right? And the easier, the sooner you get them, the less you have to scramble later and the less stressed mm-hmm. the sellers will be later. Uh, getting all the HOA info if there is one, right? And like this is part of part of the the checklist is that like not everything's going to apply every single time, right? Of course. So if there's no HOA on the next listing you take, you just check that off. Like, cool, mm-hmm. you could skip that step, right? But that way you don't drop the ball on getting it if it does apply, right? Like that's kind of how we have everything structured where we put everything in the checklist and then we check off the things that don't apply for that listing, for that transaction. Um, but that way we for sure don't miss those steps just because they don't apply 100 percent of the time does that make sense yep uh getting the solar information if the property has solar ordering the for sale sign that's one that you can definitely have a lot of leverage on by the way like if you don't have a sign company doing that you are wasting your time it's not a great use of your time and yeah. it's a total pain in the butt to handle that it's a very low cost thing compared to how much it would cost you to go out and install a sign yourself get a sign company that does it. they'll they'll hold the signs for you it's great
0: yeah. And, and, and get a sign company uh-huh. like that way. You don't have to worry about breaking a sprinkler line or yep. where the gas line is, or the sign fell over or you didn't do it. Or the the like all these things that the sign company, when you do it in mass, it's fine. They have just have a thousand signposts and if one breaks, you're fine. But if you have one signpost and it breaks or you get another listing, you're scrambling. So yeah, yes.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's a big one also shout out to California Signs who is our sign company and yep. they are incredible. Like they're so on top of their game. Just want to plug them real quick while I have the opportunity. Which uh, um. <laughs> we, we
0: wouldn't have plugged previous sign companies. We, we don't plug oh, yeah. everyone that we use. Uh we we use them as a transition from one that was we were running into
1: Yeah, Yeah, we had quite a few issues with the last one. So our new one's really great. Um, Getting the uh, description of the property. Mm -hmm. I would also recommend ChatGPT for that. Mm -hmm. Lots of people do that nowadays. It's a lot easier. Um, Make sure you
0: check your work.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: Here's a little little hack for this. What I like to do is um, give... I did this for one of our uh, luxury listings. Is I said... This is the information about it. And I just bullet point. I called the agent and said, give me some bullet points. This, 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 this. Okay, it's a four bedroom, three bath, this many square feet. Oh, it's close to the whatever, right? I did it. And then I said, this is information about the property. I want you to make a property description that's this many characters. Here's one that I want you to mimic off of the same style and the tone. And I looked at a previous listing description that we had done that we really liked. And so now it used the same tone and the feel and the flowery language and the blah 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 using the perk or the the new bolt points. It was really good.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's a really great way to cause I feel like everybody kind of struggles with that. Mm-hmm to a certain extent. Um, also coordinating with the sellers for their open houses before you actually hit the market, right? Like making sure they know on Saturday when we have that premier weekend, like here's what we're going to do. Um, here's the open house times. We're going to try to get everybody in there at that time so that we can kind of create that frenzy. Like all those, going over all those step-by-step, that's what's going to give your clients uh, a really good experience when working with you. When you make sure that you have all these things buttoned up as they come up, it makes it a much more repeatable process and it makes sure that your clients are like, oh, wow, okay. Like, you know, Brian's super proactive and he's making sure we have the open house dialed in beforehand, right? Like all that, all those things. It makes you look good, right? Yep. Um, Let's see what else. Like, you know, in putting the listing on in the MLS. Well, actually,
0: before you did that, you have one on here that I, at first I thought was kind of silly, but then I was like, oh, I actually really like this. You have earlier schedule photo shoot. Mm Mm-hmm. Here you have received photos, yes. which is like, duh. But when you, <laughs> w- but, right, so at first I was like, duh. But like when you have so many things going on, especially if you're dealing with multiple listings and, and say you're outsourcing, maybe you're using a new photography company, maybe they sent it to you in an email and you never saw it and now you're like, it needs to go live at fr- five o'clock on a Friday night and you're like, I can't find the photos and the listing companies offer the, or the photo company. Like, yeah. it's just, just little things like, well, duh, I get it in the email. But maybe you didn't get it in the email and you need to go live on the MLS in two days. Now you have time to communicate so i yeah. love that you included that even though at first i was like this is a dumb thing but i think it's really valuable yeah well getting
1: them back and then also actually kind of part of that like checklist item that we train people on for our team is like okay you receive the photos but you also need to be looking at them mm-hmm. and seeing okay do you which ones like if they send you 50 photos do you really want 50 probably not less is a little bit more as far that's probably too many and so paring it down to like the ones that you do want to use right or like One of the things that we do on our team is our agents review the photos first and let the listing coordinator know that, hey, I want to use this one as the main one and I don't want, you know, photos 20, 25, 30, whatever, right? Like whatever they don't want. And then that way we're not uh, having to adjust it later and scrambling later when the sellers suddenly see that their house went on the market and they're like, I don't like this picture, right? And they're not happy.
0: Or a photo or two was missed. Yeah. Oh, the seller really wanted their grand staircase. Or you did a drone shot, but you shot it from the wrong way, and I wanted you to show the lake that's a mile away, and you yes. showed the school. So this gives you time before it goes on the MLS uh-huh. to say, hey, photographer, I need you to go out and do a reshoot And it, whether it's a reshoot fee or not, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, I need this photo. I need these. Can you shoot this from a different angle? Rather than, again, Friday at 5 o'clock, it's supposed to go on the MLS, and you realize they didn't get any photos of the backyard. <laughs> that's kind of a big deal whatever yeah. right like
1: or they got them and they didn't send them to me or something yes. like things like that happen
0: receive so receiving qc photos
1: yeah yep yeah exactly um and so you know inputting the listing on the mls activating it on the mls um the next thing we do and is, these are
0: broken up into different things because they can be different people that do it you yes. could have your your listing team input it and you want you want that control so you still want to hit the activate. Um, and that way you can check it. So I like these as different ones as well. Yep.
1: Yep, exactly. Um, setting up showing time or whatever service you use to uh, coordinate showings on your listings. Uh, I do recommend getting... Most MLSs have some type of showing service uh, that's included, at least a free version of it. And it will literally change your life. That actually... That might be a good widget now that I think about it. It will change your life. It's so much easier to keep track. Like If you have everybody texting you saying, oh, I want to show it at this time, and then you have to relay that to the sellers, and then you have to keep track of all those. It's so much coordinating that's so unnecessary. If you can have a system that does it, particularly one that is provided for free from your MLS, like do it. It will be worth it 100% of the time. It's going to make your life so much easier. Um, yeah, so setting that up on Showing Time, um, sending the link to the sellers. So we send it to them and we're like, hey, congrats, your house is on the market. Like, here's a link to view it. Then they can see, you know, all the pictures. They can. Re- we do ask them to review all the details for accuracy just to make sure mm-hmm. we didn't, you know, screw something up. Because, you know, you do enough business, sometimes you hit the wrong key or whatever. We want to make sure that we have, if it's hardwood versus wood laminate, we want to make sure we have it accurate in there so that we're not giving uh we're not kind of misrepresenting that i guess to a buyer um so we ask the sellers to review it a lot of times they'll sometimes be like oh actually could you mention this also like that's something that i forgot i wanted to add in there like they'll sometimes give us feedback for the most part though most of the sellers don't they're just like oh yeah the pictures look great like thanks so much like they're just excited at that point
0: again it's another touch point for you to Continue to, because with the buyer, you're working with them every day. You see them, you're communicating almost every day. Mm-hmm. With a seller, it can be very easy to sign the listing and then present offers. And they're like, and then they see how much they're paying. And they what did I do? Yeah. Why did I pay you for this? Especially if they're buying and they're working with an agent. Maybe it's a different agent because they're moving out of state. And they're, they're talking with them every day. They say, I'm paying them less than I'm, I'm not even paying, well, I don't want to talk about that, Uh, (laughs) but I'm paying you X amount of dollars and I've only talked to you two times. I Uh talked to this other agent 400 times a day. Yeah, and that's
1: actually the number one complaint that most sellers have about their agent is like that they just feel like they're just not working. They're not doing anything. Um, And most of the time we are doing something. We're just not good about communicating that with them Uh like the only thing worse than a bad update is no update Uh at all right so like even if you're telling them hey like the listing you know we're still waiting on the pictures to get back we were supposed to have them today but we don't have them yet it looks like we're not going to be hitting the market until tomorrow like the worst thing you could do is not say anything at all right but like or whether it's a problem like that's better than just crickets and then they're left wondering like what's going on? Like, I don't know what the status of things are. Like if they feel like they're in the dark, they assume you're not doing anything. And that's usually not the case. Right. Right. So that's an important one because that really provides like the value that they're expecting um, and making sure you're proactively communicating the, the things you're doing for them and the work you're doing for them. Okay. Uh huh. Um, Next thing I have is uh, creating like property flyers. So like one thing that we're really big on is every listing that we take should bring leads into the team, right? Or into the to the agent, the listing agent, if if that's how you structure things, right? But uh, listings bring leads. So, like, you want to make sure that you're doing the marketing pieces so that you're bringing in buyer leads. And maybe they don't buy that house, but you find them another one, right? Like, it's a it's a natural way to leverage and get more clients. Um, so, we do, like, property flyers, for example, that we put, like, in the yard sign uh, in a little brochure box thing. So, we do that on Every single listing that we take. Um, So that's an item on our checklist to make sure that that gets done is getting those property flyers, you know, put together, printed out. Maybe there's two different people that do that. So one person creates them, one person. Like brings them to the property. Uh, it doesn't really matter, but making sure that those got delivered. And actually, I think I have those. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have. I have creating the property flyer, and I have delivering the property flyer separately because for our team, it's two different people that do it.
0: And it could be third if if it's one one person. We have our international team member create it, then uh-huh. one can print it, and then one can deliver it. So break it down to who it does. So it's not. like And I was just talking to Tom about this. I don't want to say, Chad, you didn't do your job. You didn't deliver the property flyers, and he goes well then never got printed. And then I say, "Heather, you didn't do your job. You didn't you you didn't do it." Well then I never got design- and so that way you can have make sure everyone is accountable.
1: Yes. Cool. Yeah. That's something that we've structured our checklist all that way where it's like if it's a different person that's doing uh like if it's one kind of big step but like multiple steps in it, like having them separated by who's doing them because that way it's very easy to know where where the hole in the process is, yep. right? Um, And then also sending out another uh, marketing piece that we do on all our listings is we send out like a letter to the nearest hundred neighbors saying that, you know, hey, so and so just listed their house, you know, asking if they know anybody that wants to move into the neighborhood. So we send out those on every single every single listing that we take. So that's one of the things that we do on all of them. And then also running like the social media uh, ad campaigns and stuff um, for that listing so that Mm -hmm. we're making sure we're reaching the most amount of people possible.
0: So we've got 31 things on this checklist. Um, I, I already put on my list to do to send it to our graphic designer. We'll make this pretty, and uh, we'll be able to share this out. Uh, we'll put it we'll probably put it in our Facebook groups. So make sure you're joining the Facebook group. Go to thewhistleway.com. Um, Shannon, this was a lot. Thank you so much. Before we get into our whistle widget of the week, um, if you like, you said if you got value out of this, please write us a review. This would mean the world to us, just like it means a lot to you when your clients write a review Uh, write us a review and let us know or let other people know that you got value out of it if you heard this and thought oh my tc or my my listing coordinator my listing manager i want to send this to them so that way they know what what the whistle team is doing and again she or he may look at this and go yeah we already do all that cool problem solved um, send this to a new agent that's getting started. Send this to an experienced agent, especially those that are, that are the drivers or the high people, peep, people, people, mm-hmm. um, uh, like for example, I, I could send this to your mom, who's an agent on the team, loves talking with people. The details get lost sometimes. Yes. So having a checklist like this, again, if you think of someone that this can add value to, please, please, please share this with them. I'd appreciate that. And finally, you can go to the whistle This has information about, uh, our, like I said, our Facebook group, YouTube channel, our, Referral network, our weekly newsletter, our uh, video creation course. And I think I've been adding some things. I just forget. Thewhistleway.com. It's really cool if you want to grow your business. You I think should have
1: a checklist for that.
0: I know. Because Kyle. The things
1: to mention. Kyle <laughs> always says this, and he
0: does it really well. And I think I just added a few things like our social media challenge, I think I put on there, um, or I was going to. I don't remember. Uh, but I should have a checklist. Uh-huh. I, I need to build lots of checklists. <laughs> All right. As we end the the podcast let's talk about our whistle widget of the week this is something that we use in our life in our business that saves us time uh makes us more money or just lets us have a little more fun What do you have for us, Shannon?
1: Um, So my widget of the week is, uh, I probably talked about this before, but I'm repeating myself if I have, because it's worth repeating, is uh, open to close, which Mm -hmm. is what we use for our transaction management system, our listing and transaction management system. It's where all of the stuff for everything from agreement to close is all tracked. It's where it's the main system that our team works out of to make sure that each of these checklist items are actually getting done. Um, and making sure that, you know, that the emails get sent out from it. It's, it takes everything for that transaction and it like builds itself basically. So you just tell the system, okay, when I check off this task, I want it to send this email out. Right. And then you set up the email template and then it just like all the, all your team has to do is literally hit a button, look at the email and then hit send. And it's like all pre-built and it creates it for you. It's really, really cool. Like scaling your business. This is a huge, huge, huge lift for us. It solves so many problems for us. So yeah, open to close is, is where it's at.
0: Now, if you're a solo agent and you want to be a solo agent forever, maybe this is a system that's probably a little too complicated. Probably. That being said, if you're, if you're, even if you're a solo agent now, but you go, I am going to grow a team. I want to grow 10 agents, 20 agents, 30 agents, hundred agents. And, and you want to build for the future open to close is absolutely one of those things that you can build into utilize more and more and more of it. Um, if that's your plan, I wouldn't, if, if that is your plan, I would not say start with something simple and then do the next process and the next process, and the next process, build into it, um, and grow into it. If that's the direction that you know, you're going. Mine is, uh, very the opposite. Um, it's very simplistic, it's very free. It's not something I knew about until this year. And since I've known about it, it's made this tool massively more valuable to me. And so within Google Sheets, you have the ability to add filters. And what that is, um, well, I'll just, if you click on the very top left, um, I don't just Google how to do filters if you wanna see how to do it. It's, you're gonna to wanna to see it anyways. But what it'll allow you to do is, It'll look at everything in that column. You can probably do rows, I don't know. In that column, uh, that's the vertical columns, and you can say, hey, I wanna sh- see only everything in here that, that is, uh, you, you can choose. I wanna see everything in here that has a yes. So then, if so, if you're having an RSVP like we just did uh, for an event, you have the names on one side, do they RSVP, yes, no, or blank. I wanna see all the yeses. You can click the filter button and see all the yeses, it hides everything else. Um, you can, we, I use it in my marketing scorecard and say, Hey, I want to see all the leads created in November and I can do that. Um, it doesn't work well if you're like, I want to see all the people with the last name a that starts with a, it doesn't work that way. But if you're like, I want to see everyone that registered with the last name Smith, because they registered 38 people and to see what's going on there. You can do it that way as well. Um, but literally just adding a filter on your columns for Google sheets has made that tool massively more valuable. Um, and a lot (laughs) more. It's annoying because I'm like, I use Monday for everything. And now the more and more I learn about Google Sheets, I'm like, oh, it's way better. It's really cool. Yeah. And it's free. So I'm a big fan of Google Sheets and the filter function. That is it for this episode of the Real Estate Success, the Whistleway podcast. I'm Brian Kochi joined by Shannon Yousefi. Thank you so much for joining us.